Welcome, welcome once again back to Justice Radio Network and Stories from the Heart. Welcome Yay. to you all. Yay. <laughs> we got a few people that are on board but aren't muted, so if you wouldn't mind. Okay. <laughs> and Hawk, can you uh, mute your microphone, please? Anybody who's not going to be speaking right away, please mute your microphone. Thank you. Yes. Oh, sister, so you've been on quite the sojourn, haven't you? <laughs> I've been sojourning left, right, and centre at the moment. Yeah, I've definitely been uh, uh, travelling around a fair old bit, but uh, where was I last week? I can't remember. I was. <laughs> oh, yeah, where were you? I think you were at Raytheon's. No, you went. Uh, I was at Sheila's, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, last Wednesday, I was at Sheila's, and then I went to Raytheon's, I think. Yeah. And then on 
Thursday, last Thursday. Oh, no, I was at Reykjavik's then. No, I was at Reykjavik's for... Oh, well, you was for show. Yes, and then I left the very next morning at 2 a.m. And I drove to Fort Lauderdale. Right. Uh, I was there until this morning. And um, here I am. And uh, now I'm here um, at the place where I was all last winter. And, oh, I've got to stop sharing my screen. And, uh, yes, I'm here for four and a half months in this location. And um, I will be, yeah, here to the middle of April. So journeying here, doing a little bit more activity than I have been in the last while. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, yeah I just... <laughs> I just so active in other ways that it hopefully won't be such a shock to be doing all that's that. right yeah <laughs> yeah it's going to be a little bit different to be back at, but i gave myself a couple of days uh here to uh, get back in the, the swing of the area and get myself sorted out and everything uh kind of arranged here where i'm at and i've just uh I've uh, seen uh, Randy, whose house I'm staying. I haven't seen Annette yet. She hadn't got home yet. So that was maybe what was just going on out just now. But uh, yeah, it's great to be back. It's, uh, it's such a beautiful little spot. I love my little room here. Got myself all set up and got my, my, my posh mic out. So I hope I sound a little bit better than I have done other times. Very clear. Very, very clear. Great. Well, let's hope that carries on. <laughs> yeah, we already have bumps along the getting started road <laughs> yes we'd had a few kind of uh, errors i got dropped off the first time i got uh, connected here and uh took me a few minutes to get myself back on but uh yeah here i am and here you are uh, yeah. i gather you've been a little bit kind of uh tapped by some sort of uh bug oh, something going around here and uh, mm. yeah we, uh, it was interesting to be that sick that's a really good uh, sleep time i guess i did go to the market on Oh, yes. <laughs> we had a blizzard on Sunday, but it was a blizzard. We had a wet blizzard. Most wow. of Nova Scotia got really hit, but there's that joy about living so close to the Atlantic coast. It, it turned mostly to rain, so washed it all away. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so you're kind of like, you know, um, getting into winter now. Yep. And, and uh, in summertime. I know, I got out of the car. I mean, this morning, I suppose when I left, it wasn't, hadn't got so hot yet, but in, a, in the hour's drive, and it was breezy down there, it wasn't so breezy when I got here, it was only an hour away, but uh, when I got out of the car, I'm like, flipping heck, I'm hot, I'm sweating buckets by the time I'd unloaded the car. <laughs> so, okay, this is not winter, this is just Florida. <laughs> As my friend Renee says, there's only two seasons in Florida, Florida. one is... Uh, hurricane season the other is tourist season and much the same so uh yeah there's no complaints for me going to be in the entire next few months of being cold because that just isn't going to happen sometimes it's a little bit cool in the morning and i have to put long pants on but uh and you know a little jacket or something but yeah for the most part uh i do pretty well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, yes, I don't know. I think... Um, Ciro said uh, he has some experiences he can share. And great, great, yes, that's right. And uh, Reykjavik, I think, has got something to share too. So whoever's uh, got something to share, please do jump on and uh, share any stories you've got since uh, you've, uh, you know, uh, last were here. I know, uh, yeah, Ciro had uh, been missing the last couple of weeks with his travels, with his sojourning. Um, yeah. 
Jack's got uh, stories to tell us. So uh, whenever you are free to share, Sarah, we'd be glad to hear from you. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Here I am. Yeah, you are. Yeah, good, <laughs> good to see everybody again. Good to see yeah. you. Hear you. Yes, uh, sojourning is definitely the way to uh, to term it. I've uh, been uh, up to Kansas City area and uh, Missouri and Arkansas to see family members, and it's been it's been wonderful to get back together with them. Uh, unfortunately, that journey was uh, delayed an extra two days because uh, someone decided that I needed to go to the cage. Oh, right. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, two days delay if you're setting off. Yeah. So we get so I will, hear that story. I will go, I'll, I'll quickly go ahead and talk about why that happened, and then I'll update you on some things that I have found regarding the first situation, the, the traffic, the so-called traffic-related situation that uh, I, I found myself in. So... So a few weeks ago, I was uh, I was working on this house that I've been working on for the last six months, and um, I finished up. I had to wrap pipes to keep them from freezing while I was gone to the Midwest, and um, I decided to walk down the street and go look at a a piece of farming equipment, an old combine that's very similar to the one I currently have that I use to uh, combine the fields. And uh, I'm getting a little feedback. Yes, okay. I, I think I just fixed that. Carry on. Okay. okay, very good. So I was told months, like four months ago, three, I, I just can't remember, it's like three to five months ago, I was told by one who's close to the owner of this equipment uh, that, it, that it was for sale. They wanted like $1,000 and, and feel free to go look at it. And, but uh, I, I didn't immediately go look at it. So like three to five months later, I ended up, going over there and looking at it. This is, you know, cause I knocked off work early. So I went over there and the, this, this thing's surrounded by a high fence and it's an old derelict piece of property with a combine sitting on it. And I went, I, I just simply went through the gate cause there was a big enough space to actually like squeeze through the front gate. And I looked at the combine, I did a walk around. I saw some things that, pretty much precluded me from being interested in it. There's just too much damage to it. But then while I was there, I just kind of looked around the property because this, this whole town, it's like a historic village that is, um, there's a lot of noise in the background guys. Sorry. Cause this is the time of night. The kids like to ramp it up and the dog too. But, um, so I started, I, I spent maybe 10 minutes just looking around this property because it, it's an old mill and it's kind of a historic site. And I, I just didn't think that would be an issue. And I don't think it was an issue. But what happened was somebody saw me there and they called the police and said, or the, the sheriff and said, well, somebody's where they shouldn't be at, at this property. And uh, so one of the sheriff's deputies came out, but he was in plain clothes and he, he said, um, he asked me why I was there and I didn't realize he was a deputy sheriff at that moment. And I said, Oh, I was just looking at the combine. And then he said, well, I recognize something to the effect of I, you've been at the jail before. And I looked at him and then I recognized them and I just looked away and kept on walking up to the house that I've been working on. And so I sat down on the front porch and, uh, I could see that this guy was making all kinds of phone calls and, probably within 15 minutes, the cavalry showed up. The, it, it looked like the entire sheriff's department showed up in the front yard. 
like maybe eight guys wow. in five or seven cars, maybe. It's crazy. Um, and, and I'm just sitting there smiling like, oh, my Lord, these guys got nothing better to do. <laughs> nothing better to do. <laughs> um, so they approached me, and, and I can't really remember what they said. They kind of came up to me because they knew who I was at this, at this point. They, know, they, they knew who they were dealing with, so they didn't call me by a name that I recall, but they were just kind of close and, and a couple of them were up on the, the porch with me. The rest of them were down in the yard. And then this other guy, uh, by the, he was an investigator that I actually spoke to months ago about the legal name fraud. And he goes by the name of Wally. And he, he was having multiple conversations with these other cops outside of my hearing range but it was a heavy intimidation situation going on. And I, I just kept, kept on telling the guys, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to talk to you. And so this Wally investigator dude said, uh, wipe that smile off your face. Cause I'm smiling. Cause I'm really kind of laughing about this whole thing. It's just like, these guys are, it's just, this is truly um, ridiculous. Harassment. It's, yes. it's harassment and it, it's just over the top. And, and were they, they were um, uh, trespassing on your property at that point too, weren't they? Well, the, our, I guess that position could be made, but, you know, everything's owned by the Crown, and sure. they work for the Crown. Yeah, so right. <laughs> it's all registered. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't have any property from that perspective. So True. the only way that I could claim property is by trespassing on Crown property itself and calling it my own. Right. You know, so yeah, I could, yeah. So anyways, um, so he said, wipe that smile off your face and, um, don't go back over there. And up until this point, I wasn't totally sure why they were there. And I still wasn't totally sure, but I kind of got the idea. Well, maybe this doesn't have anything to do with the traffic related incident. Maybe this has something to do with me walking around this neighborhood and being mistaken for someone or, or doing something. And, um, and he said, do you understand? He said, do not go over there. Do you understand? And I, and I was not, I couldn't hear very well. And there was a, you know, there's a lot of mulling about by these other guys. And I said, no, I do not understand. And with that, he said, take them. This Wally guy said he ordered the two guys next to me to, to grab me. And at that point I just went face down on the floor of the, of the porch. <laughs> and they said, Oh no, not this again. <laughs> You're so well known, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> and then they, and then one of them said, "You're not going to do the same thing with the fingerprinting again, are you?" And I just, I just didn't respond. And um, they just, they were real gentle again. They put the cuffs on, put me in the back of the car, real gentle. Okay. Um, they didn't put a seatbelt on me, which, which again, I said, you, you didn't belt me up. Right. You know, this is not safe. And they said, well, you know, you didn't, you weren't sitting up. And I'm like, well, you can't sit up very easily when you've got cuffs on. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so right. And he, and they didn't say anything to me the whole way. Actually, at, we, as we got close to the jail, the guy driving the car said, the cop said, uh, he said something weird. He, he said, let me help you. And that's mm. all he said. Mm. It was just a strange thing to, to have said, but and I, I said, well, you're kidnapping me. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, so that was, 
So 24 hours later, that same judge comes into the cell and says, um, she's got her paperwork with her. And I I look at her and I say, I'm not interested in contracting with you. It's illegal to use a legal name. (laughs) And she, she takes her papers and she, it's it was almost as if she's going to throw him to the ground. She's upset. She walked away really quick, and then the cop closed the door, and that was it. And so um, that night, a guy that was in general, see, I was again put in solitary confinement. And that night, I could it was very quiet in um, the general population area compared to last time. And he, he began to knock on the on the wall that we shared. It was a common wall, and he. And I went over and I said, and I started knocking at him and he said, speaking to the intercom. Mm. And so the intercom was also common. It shared a common hole in the brick wall. Wow. And so we were able to speak to each other through that cavity. Wow. And he, he asked me if there was anyone he could call. And I said, yeah, I can call this, this, this person, uh, you know, my mate. And uh, so he, he called her. Mm-hmm. And we had a con- like a three-way conversation, me to him and him to her, mm-hmm. her to him and him to me. Right. And it was decided that I'd go ahead and, and bond out. And so that's what we did the next day. Like, again, like 24 hours later, you know, so it was like basically two days in, in the can this time for nothing. Right. Just like the first time, but even more so this time, you know, right. <laughs> what it was. Yeah. And um, so I bonded out. And as I was doing that, or the name got bonded out, and I was just sitting there listening to the lady be an idiot, the judge lady. Um, but this time she said some things differently. She, oh. she uh, Mirandized me. And um, once she asked another a, a question again, she said, do you understand the English language? And I said, well, I guess so. And she's all pissed. She's constantly acting like she's pissed off. And I don't know if it's just that she's acting that way or if she's just bitchy like that normally. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I said, and she said, I don't care if you stay in here. I just, I need straight answers. And I said, yeah, I, I, understand, I understand the English language. But, you know, really, guys, the English language is quite a difficult language to to um to understand at all times it just depends on what they want to know is is am i going to admit to understanding legalese Uh which is different than the english language although yeah legalese conveys through english but through completely different intentions yeah which which is why they have their own separate legal dictionary which is the black's Mm, law dictionary exactly yes so they can deal with black magic by means of the carrier language, which is English. Right. And that's a really important point. Very important. And so in the future, if you, if, if folks are asked by these actors, if you understand mm. the English language, you, you might want to, you know, think about qualifying it. I understand English, but I do it. not understand legalese. I think that's something that really needs clarifying. Correct. And it's, well, again, there's a lot of English words I don't I don't comprehend, and of course, mm. understand has double meanings. Exactly. So, comprehend would be a better word. I comprehend English for the most part. I understand a fair amount of English, but I do not comprehend very much legalese at all. So, I will not, yeah, I think that's a really important thing to, for people to state, and that they they do not um, uh, con, uh, consent to. Uh, um, 
I guess, uh, to contract in any any uh, offers that are made. There's no right. acceptance of any offers. That's one of the other things we talked about before. That's right. Um, well, and uh, hold on. You guys probably hear that dog in the background. Yes, Annie. <laughs> He's going crazy for some reason. It's oh, the kids. Yeah. She's, she's one of the kids, really. She is. She's, like she is. she's adorable. <laughs> Just like the rest of you. <laughs> but, but pretty much she, oh, and, and also what was different, after she did the Mirandizing, she all but begged me to get an attorney. She provided all these different options for me to get an attorney. See, that that was not, mm-hmm. that didn't come up on the first iteration of, of my experience. Interesting. But this time, she was really looking for any way to get me interested in representation, mm-hmm. which, in case you guys don't know, anyone out there listening to this, you don't do that. Yes. Because it, it, you hand yourself over to them. You hand that that legal name over to them voluntarily and they will abuse the crap out of it because they're there for one reason and one reason only and that's to get access to that SESTA KV trust yeah and once you get give it over to an attorney they'll tap it yep and it'll, they'll do it legally now, yeah and a, a good way to answer any time with that and this is one of the things Cynthia taught me was uh, when they ask you you know do you want a public defender do you want represent are you going to represent yourself you say no I am living and I am here fully present. So I do not need representation or any representation of any type because I am here, I am living and I am fully present. So that's something that you can throw back at them as well. Yes, very good point. And I've actually used that in federal court and the case immediately stopped and we were called into the federal judge's chambers. I remember that. Begged, yes. yes. And begged to, to be representing, be to represent ourselves yep. or to hire an attorney. Right. Which yes. again, they want us to agree to represent the legal name, not ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And so I said no to that. And then she, of course she asked, well, do you understand the charge of, uh, it was criminal trespass. Mm. I said, uh, no, of course not. I'm not an attorney. I don't understand any legal stuff. And she wrote that once again to the side, does not understand, says not an attorney. <laughs> and, um, but here's, here's something interesting that happened just before that conversation. As I was coming out of the can, or the hole as they call it, um, one of the deputies, sheriff's deputies came up to me He's about a 300-pound guy, maybe 275. He had a single piece of paper that he was clenching to his chest with both hands. And he looked at me and he said, he said something. I couldn't hear him. And I said, sorry, but I don't hear very well. I'm deaf on one side, not so good in the other. And there's a really bad echo in here. I'm going to have to move in closer to hear what you're saying. So I moved into him about two feet. And he, he, was, he was very affable, uh, very likable. Uh, but, you know, just a, a, a gentleman acting as a gentleman toward me. And he slowly turns that piece of paper while still maintaining it with both hands. And he uses one of the fingers, his index finger on one of the hands holding one side of the paper. And he points to the legal name and he says, I am not saying this is you. However, and I look at it and I'm like, okay. 
And he says, however, uh, something to the effect of I've been instructed to read you these charges. And so he said, criminal trespass. Mm. And I said, okay. And then he said, and his, his, his body language coming to me was, this is no big deal. And then he said, it's really no big deal. This is just a, a misdemeanor. It's no big, this is not something to worry about. You know, it's just this, it is what it is. And, and I said, okay. Uh, and I put my hand out to grab the piece of paper and he's like going backwards real close, real fast with the paper. And he says, no, no, I, I can't let you have this. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> wow. Oh, you're right. That is in mine. <laughs> and get this guys in, in the entirety of my experience with these people, they have been very guarded about their, their satanic paperwork. They will not let me have any of it. And they have almost always been clenching it when, when dealing with it. And I'm, I'm thinking back, I wonder if they thought I was going to grab it and run because that's the way they were acting. But I have never gotten any kind of paperwork at all. And I've asked for it. I've asked for a copy of like the bond contract. Nope, can't do it. Won't let me have it. So at this point, there's zero paperwork that's been extended to me. And I'll tell you why that might be the case. It's because they might have the idea that I could use that as evidence of fraud. (laughs) Because I can. So now, so I have heard nothing from these people. Oh, one last thing about the last thing the judge said is she said, the first time during a traffic related incident, she said, she asked me, do you want to waive a jury trial or something like that? And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't understand any of this. And she said it three or four times in different ways. And she tried to explain. And I just said, I just, I don't get it. And then I, and then she said, well, we can't proceed unless you make a choice. And I said, well, okay, you know, I, I don't know, but I don't want to waive anything at, at, you know, whatever. And she just wrote something down, does not want to waive. And then said, you know, this is either going to get dealt with by us or it's going to go to the jury, the grand jury. And that was two months before the grand jury uh, ended their, um, you know, I guess they, they meet for like three months out of the year, three to- three separate times. And so they were in the, the first of three months that they were meeting when I was apprehended. So they had every opportunity to put this particular case misdemeanors and a felony charge against the legal name in front of the grand jury and they did not do so and the reason I know this is because just before just after the second incident I called the court and asked them about the status of that traffic case regarding that legal name and they said to me I don't know who exactly I was speaking to It it was a girl but she said um we see the case, but it's just sitting here. And I said, well, did it go to grand jury? And she said, I think she said, no, it's just sitting here. And I said, okay, well, I just, I just wanted to know what the status was. If, if there was any movement, if, if anyone was moving that case. And then she said, she got all kind of serious and, and, and kind of Mirandized me. Did like a partial Miranda and said, know anything I say can and will be used against me and I needed to seek an attorney and I needed to talk to the DA from this point forward Hmm. so whatever that means Um, but again the information 
that I have provided them during this experience and the letter writing that I have provided as well has, yes. has enlightened them as to what the situation is and to what my identity is and is not. And um, in part of that letter writing that I've done, I have demanded that the public record be purged regarding all of this. So what I did very recently as in yesterday, is I did a uh, driver, what's called an MVR, which is a driving history, motor vehicles record. And I was pleasantly surprised to find that there is no mention of any of these so-called traffic-related incidents whatsoever on this driving record or this motor vehicle record history. It says... Um, it says no points, current points are zero. Um, it says um, everything about the license, but it has a strange, um, it, it's one, one field is labeled surrendered, colon, not available. So it, 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 there's no status as to whether or not the license is surrendered or what's, what it is, but it does indicate that the the privilege to drive is valid. The license itself is valid. Hmm. And why, this is, why I think this is important is because um, it, it's strange that there's no, nothing has been done in terms of the driving privilege, given all the little infractions that, are, that hmm. the legal name is being accused of. True. And that's just the MVR. Then I did a second search for uh, suspensions. And it says pending suspensions, no pending suspensions found, current suspensions, no current suspensions found, cleared suspensions, no cleared suspensions found. Right. Hmm. So not really, you know, all, all this is saying is, you know, insofar as the public record goes invol uh, in, involving the motor vehicle record or driving history, there is nothing on the public record regarding any of these so-called charges. So the next thing that I will need to do is do a Freedom of Information Act regarding that legal name to see uh, if or to what uh, level that legal name has been uh, expunged in terms of charges and whatnot. So that's where I am. Cool. Wow. Well, that's very interesting, isn't it? So thanks for keeping us updated with that. And we'll be interested to see what comes of anything comes forth afterwards. But it seems um, this writing, this expressing of ourselves, uh, self-expression, as Cynthia says, is something that's very valuable. So, um, well, it, it probably throws, it probably puts the file into a review mm -hmm. situation for certain. And yes. given the, given the, given my situation of the, the way I came across when, you know, when they got a hold of me, you know, they, they, there's no reason to stop a car because it doesn't have a corporate plate on it. Right. You know, they can't, and some, that's something that Kurt Kallenbach discusses in yes. uh, at least one of his videos. Yeah, I, and I believe from what, he, now I'm getting this from what he said, even the FBI acknowledges that, a, a, a car without a plate it does not elevate um, the 
the, the situation to the point of having to stop the vehicle. It's not a good, it's not justification to stop a vehicle just because it does not have a corporate plate on it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, and I didn't, and you know, all that stuff that was written on the back was actual legal notice to the cop. Yeah, exactly. He took the legal notice, legal name is fraud, written, written very large on the back. Yes, it is large. (laughs) and, And actually called it in. So not only did he know, but then the entire dispatch and all the people listening to it, other cops knew that this guy needed to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it, this was not the first time they heard about it because Wally, the investigator, he knew about it. He works for the sheriff's department. And I think he might've been involved in pulling me over. Mm-hmm. I think he might've been in one of the vehicles that was involved in pulling me over. Um, but you know, so there was a lot of noticing going on and there was a lot of like good faith noticing months before I was pulled over. So, you know, it's not like I'm, I was trying to spring it on these guys. I was doing everything in my power to let them know that there there is reasonable justification to not have a tag on a car. Yet they chose to ignore that. And so here we are. But uh, again, uh, folks, I've got no communication from these people at all regarding any of this. Right. Yes. They, no. And they won't let me, they will not let me touch or have any paperwork, nothing whatsoever. Yes. And they won't, <laughs> they won't talk to me. Right. Yeah. So this is, this is good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to see, you know, if anything else, um, if, if there's any follow up or communication from them at all between the two events. Uh, right. Looking like it was a couple of months at least since the first incident, isn't it, by now or more? This is like uh, three or four months. Wow. Four months. And no communication from them uh-huh. for that. So that's cool. And you, you did all that writing right after that. So, right. yeah, that's interesting. And I'm, get, I'm definitely interested to see if uh, Eagles had any communication as well from his writing. And uh, he shared that with us last week. Uh, well, let me let me point one other thing out, and, and I'll let y'all have the rest of it. Sure. If they were to provide me my my physical being, the living being, if they were to approach me and try to lay on a legal name through a summons, either by mail or more likely for them would be to have a, an officer come out here and serve me. If they were to try to do that and then give me that paper. I have excellent evidence of willing and knowing fraud on their part, being willingly and knowing yep. the trafficking of persons, among other things. <laughs> yeah, Impersonation, right. you know, they're trying to impersonate me. After all this time, I've told them that's not me. That's not me. That is, you know, I am not that legal person. I don't represent that legal person. And this is why is is, is as much as I could because they weren't really interested in listening to me for very long. But if they were to come toward me at this point, you know, they, they have been well noticed that um, the use of that legal entity without express written permit is not legal. It's, it's unlawful and it's, it's bearing false witness. It's a, a impersonation. Uh, it's personation. See, I'm not trying to impersonate a legal entity. They are trying to make me wear this legal entity against my will. You know, they can't name me. 
I name myself or I go without name. Or if I were to be uh, uh, somehow identified with a legal name, I've already expressed through private letter to specific people involved in this that it's only for the purpose of communicating that I'm a living being and that that legal name through the system itself, which is set up on the legal name, that legal name should produce a record indicating that I am willfully disinterested in being a part of the legal cult system. Okay. Hey, so the legal guys, only- this is me. Um, I'm- okay. Go ahead. Can I just inter- interject just, just, just for a moment? Just, just for a moment. Um, the uh, something that I that I've recently found is this usufruct, <laughs> and I've been doing some just uh, follow up on what uh, Ken Scott has been doing, just doing some research on it. And what I found is that whenever you're born, you're given a live live birth record, and that as a title has a title that your creators, your parents gave you, which has that legal name. Oh, we lost you. We can't hear you, Nate. Lost you. Can you hear me? Yep. No, we can't. It's not very clear, so get close to your mic if you can. Can you hear me? Breaking up. Are you uh, far away from your source of internet? You're coming in, but you're breaking up. I hear you, Jolly and Libby. Yeah. No, yeah. it's just uh, me that we can't hear. Yeah. Can you hear me? Now? Yeah. Mm. It's weak. Oh, no, it's not me, is it? Is it me? No. That's no, not it's, me. it's whoever's in on X. That is who was communicating there with us. Okay. You want to tell us your calling next? Can you hear me now? Yes, now we can. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm just talking about this usufruct and the the live birth record that your uh, creators, your parents gave gave you the title, which is the name. Okay, the title. So the name is also the title. That live birth record is sent to the government, and then the government takes, and then they create a new title a new document, which is the birth certificate, which they give to you. And it says not to be used for identification purposes. What your fa- what your parents did, whenever they gave them that live birth, birth record with that title, they gave it to them. So they gave them access usage to that title. They created another title, another document with a birth certificate. It's a usufruct agreement contract is what it is. And, whenever you take that and go get identification, you are using their title. So whenever uh, one of the officers are saying, or are, are the, the courts is using that title, the title they're using is the birth certificate title that you've used, which, which your parents gave to them to use. So, injecting whenever they inject <clears throat> uh, usage of your of your title aka the the legal name 
um, you must uh, go against that, them, allowing them to use that title. Because that's what they're doing is they, they're using their legal name. They're using their title. They're using their birth certificate. They're using that title document that your parents gave them. It's a usufruct. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that uh, Eagle trying to jump in? Or so, so, so yeah. So you, this is just like the uh, this. The, what what it is is their it's their legal name. It's their title. They can use it. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah, it's all something. Yeah. It's all yeah. something. It's, it's all it's, it's all something presumptive, and by using it, by using it, we're taxed on it. Okay, that's, that's uh, there's way too many people talking here, so let's uh, yeah, we let uh, Hero finish up because he was chatting about his experience, and then yeah, so Hero, you finish. Okay, yeah. Um, so go ahead and mute, guys, if if you're not talking. Because there's a lot of background. background. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. So that 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 pretty much sums it up. When when what they're trying to do now, what what I've established with them through these uh, through through these private communications, is that uh, when the name shows up, that when that legal name shows up, what needs to happen is is the record gets pulled, and there needs to be some kind of uh, indication that, that this this living being is not to be uh, used as surety or presumed to be used as surety for that legal name. The usufruct uh, that this that, uh, individual's talking about, that's dead on, um, and, but it doesn't have any, uh, there's no ability to tax that if the, the living being is not willing to to, to pay the funds because, um, you know, like in a court situation, if they fine you, um, and even before that, if you go to these courts and you identify with the legal fiction, they're, you're basically standing as surety for that. And that's what they want. So they can get access to that SESTA KV. So, uh, the way around that is a don't show up. And if you do show up, make certain that you do so in a non-representative capacity. You're, you know, you're going there to, um, to, 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 so you're not immediately, you know, bench warranted and arrested, but you're going there um, as a good faith gesture to let them know there's been a mistake essentially. And you never answer to that name because as long as you don't answer to the name, there's yeah, no you, you. See? Um, Reject any any usage of them using that title. Yes. Yes. I, I, I reject you using any title of my body. You can't use any title of intellectual property of my body of my title. I don't agree to any of it. That's right. And I, I recently heard a man talking about his four successful court cases involving uh, no license, no insurance, no tags, that sort of thing. Uh, and I think some criminal charges as well against the legal person. And he showed up 
And when they, he showed up with another guy and when the case was called or the legal name was called, he said something to the effect of, uh, I'm here regarding that case. However, I've also been told that anything I say can and will be used against me. So I'm not going to say anything more. And the, <laughs> the guy next to him said the same thing. Yeah. And so he said after that, a bench warrant was issued. But then he sent a, an affidavit into the court indicating that he and this other guy actually were there. They did appear, but they did not appear to represent the legal entity. And then the case ended up going away four separate times. Yeah. So again, this is, this is uh, proof to me, uh, you know, in all these different experiences in which I've interviewed people going through the same kind of stuff, they, even though the, the trust is there, they can't go forward unless you come in and allow them through your agreement to represent that legal organization, that legal name, which is a, you know, it could be styled as an organization, a partnership, a corporation, whatever. It's not yours to use. So as long as you don't step up to the plate and help them fleece that the KV trust, then you should be left alone. But it doesn't mean they won't do heavy intimidation. It doesn't mean they won't put you in jail. It just means that they're just attempting. They're attempting to persuade you to agree to the name. Right. And I think in my case, the, the bonding out, see, the whole process before and during that bonding, I was telling them, it's, uh, that's not me, that's not me, it's illegal to use that, it's not, you know, this is, this is unlawful, and I'm only doing this to get out of here. So, you know, I'm only... E.G. under duress, which supposedly yes. is not allowed, right? So, well, they extended, I, I think it also helps, too, they, can, they, they wanted to contract through the bond, um, charge-wise by asking me if I understood all the charges. And each time I said, no, 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 no. I don't understand anything legal. In fact, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a legal idiot. I, the first time I told him I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so again, yeah, so the whole time, even through the bond process, I was declining all their offers. And just because there's a mark on the piece of paper so that I can get back and see my family, because they, you know, they're like, so you, you don't mark that piece of paper, you don't, you're not leaving. So, um, you know, I just constantly declined everything. So yeah. there is no contract. There, there can never be a contract, by the way, folks, because the bond is between you and some fiction. You, a, a living being cannot be bonded out. Only the fiction can be. And so when I put a when I put a mark on the bond, there's a contract between a living being and a fiction, which is a non sequitur. You can't there can be no contract between the living and the dead. It's not gonna happen. So, you know, that bond is Yeah, it's like having a, having a contract with a live like have, having a cut uh, an agreement between the live birth record and the birth certificate. That's that title. Those 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 two titles. Yeah. You, know, you, you have the, the 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 live living birth record. Okay, that has your title of of the intellectual property, intellect 
gametrophilopian thing, okay, between your parents, right? Right. And then you, and then they they give it they give it to the uh, they give it to the uh, to the legal cult, okay. And then they take it and put it on their bonded paper with their copyrighted certificate, okay. And then they recreate that title, and it's it it looks the same as your the one your parents created. So right there's the contract. You have you have the the it's the contract the 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 the, the live birth record and the birth certificate. Those two are are in a contra contra act controversy. They're in contradiction con conflict because that's a living on the on the live birth record and it's dead. The birth certificate is dead. That's why it says not to be used for identification purposes. And so the live birth record is the private side. The birth certificate is the public side. The public side gives the government access to use that title against you. And if you use it, then you're going to be taxed, just like a taxi. You don't have to agree to it, just like a taxi cab. If we're charging $500 a mile, you know, you don't have to use it. You don't have to contract. You don't have to accept that. Right. And I would I would go so far as to say that the what's going on ultimately is copyright. You're using some uh, another person's intellectual works and the fee for that copyright use or use of copyright is tax. And that's something something else that Kurt yeah, brought that's out. The, that's the tax. Yeah. So so and this is what Kurt has found. And I, I can completely see where he's coming from with in regards to the tag if if a police officer sees a vehicle without a state of corporation tag he really should not be moved to do anything but if he sees a state of tag on a car that appears to not be current or maybe expired then i can see how he needs to pull that vehicle over because there may be a copyright infringement actually occurring so yeah. I, I i can see having yeah. a state of corporation tag being out of order as a reason to be pulled over but no tag doesn't present a reason and um you know it, it's what kurt does is he 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 has the idea and actually provides the tags that are copyright protected but not by the state of and so the, the idea is if a cop were to pull someone over with one of those tags, then it's immediate call. It will result in an immediate call uh, to the FBI so that they can begin to investigate uh, potential copyright infringement by the police officer. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't, when someone has the right of copyright, the legal satanic world, whatever, you know, whatever, if they have the right of copyright to a, to a document or a tag, um, then that right cannot be infringed except by due process of law. And of course, if there's, you know, just because someone is saying, well, you don't, you don't have the corporate copyright, you're using someone else's copyright. That's something a cop can, cannot have the discretion to uh, begin to adjudicate there at the side of the road. Right. Right, they think they have. Yeah, so the so the the uh, the license plates, the, the the license plates are are like the, uh, um, uh, is 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 it copyrighted? All of that is is copyrighted also. So so they see it, they're like, hmm, I wonder if they're they're paying their their taxes to to use this to taxi around with. Yeah, 
Right. So they pull that's, it over. That's you know, right. And is he is he, is he using this in honor? Has as he paid his taxes to to use use the, our intellectual property, our copyrighted documents, our our birth certificate, our titles that 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 we created, our documents that we created? If if he is, then he better have all of his all of his paperwork and and pay paid all of the taxes the taxis on that to be able to drive around on on the on the our our roads that that they created. Well, actually, let me let me uh, inject a little bit of information regarding that. Um, actually, driving is um, <clears throat> everybody's traveling, but not everybody's driving. And the reason yeah. is because driving is a commercial activity, and it's specifically and narrowly defined by uh, copyright protected legal codes and statutes and acts. So, right. You know, it's, it's what's kind of interesting is in my situation, there is no evidence of a corporate tag or corporate ownership of that machine that I was traveling in. So what the cop did is he he made a legal determination that I was driving, number one, and that number two, that I was under that I was somehow under the driving codes and statutes which are legally copyrighted, protected intellectual so work. So, and, and he is, he is so he's no, bearing false witness against an illegal cult. Yeah. Well, he's bearing false witness against me by presuming that I am a member of the legal cult and that I am involved in using their copyright protected property, which I was not. So I couldn't have been driving. But also, wouldn't he be bearing... Wouldn't he be bearing false witness against the legal cult? Wouldn't he be bearing false witness against the legal cult also in assuming and presuming that you were using that title? It's false representation. You know, he, he pulls you over. I mean, if you, if you don't have any, any tags or any copyrighted doc, uh, plates or anything on, on, on the vehicle and he pulls you over anyway, he's operating under the assumption presumption that you are um, bearing false witness against the legal cult. Like, like, like he is, this is, this is, this is really, it's, it's simple to me to, but to even put it into words, but like, like, because you don't have tags on it. Okay. That doesn't, you're not even using any of their copyrighted plates, like, you know, the license plates. So if it's not on there, he's in dishonor because, and he's bearing false witness against his legal cult, his masters, by even pulling you over. Because uh, well, it's clear as day there's no plates on the car. Well, no in so, now, in, in so far as his legal masters, he's acting as a pirate. He's involved in piracy big time right there. He's, he is, he is yeah. outside of his jurisdiction at that point. Because, because uh, at least in my case, uh, there was no safety concern. There was no breach of the peace of any kind. Everything was going perfectly safe, no problems whatsoever. He just didn't see a corporate copyright protected crown-owned tag. And um, I can articulate that anytime. And uh, these people know it. It's, so that might be one reason why I haven't been bothered at the moment for so long. But again the bearing of false witness um, really when that happens, it's when 
to me, it's when someone wears that corporate tag because they're using, in order to get that tag, they had to bear false witness to being the owner of the birth certificate. So, but now there are, there are people out there, yeah. there are people out there who know this. And um, the idea is if you carry a license or have a tag on the car, the only purpose of those items is for information only. There's no evidence to, to indicate that you are in agreement, but it's simply because of a systemic, um, the systemic trap that we're all involved in, that uh, there's a plate on that car or there's a license in the car, a driving license. But if those things are, you know, if someone gets found with a driver's license that has appropriately communicated with the people in this military slash corporate government that, uh, you know, the only purpose of that license and that tag is for communications so that when a cop runs the license or the tag, it will indicate that you need to be uh, left alone because you're not, you're not, a you're not a belligerent, you know. Well, the the the, uh, the 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 guys at the top they they know this stuff, you know. Like if if a judge sees a, sees a car driving around that doesn't have any any copyrighted copyrighted license plates on it, he knows. But these low level guys, you know, no stripes or nothing, you know, they just don't know this stuff. And and you know that whenever you get pulled over by someone that's got some rank, that's got some stripes, you know, and you're speaking to them, you know that you could just tell they know what the hell you're talking about. But these guys are just little privates. They're purposely dumbed down. They don't know this information, so they automatically operate under something presumptive, like, "Hey, there's no 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 plates on this car, so I got to pull it over." Right. Well, in every DA, because the times where the time the times where the times where 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 I was in a situation where where I was dealing with a private, okay. They had no idea what the hell I was talking about, so it was like, "Hey, uh, call rank in, get get your get your master, someone that knows 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 a little bit more about this in, about this, and I'll I'll brief them on where I'm standing at on this ground, and whenever they come in, the cuffs come off, you know. But these private, these little privates, they'll cuff you and say, "Oh, you're gonna be, you're gonna go to jail, you're gonna be in in jail for for a long time if you don't tell admit this," you know. And I say, get your get your master in or get rank in here. Rank comes in there. Rank supervisor now is what you said. Yeah, supervisor. Supervisor yeah. now. This yeah. is you are hearing living being eagle, known as eagle from this point forward. Thank you, love you all so deeply. We have not the words there there yet. Mm -hmm. So, with all this comprehension is there with one in regards to what the two of you are sharing. Yet, to stand and say, well, what if, what if, I have to do this, if, what it may be, we are who we are. We are the new teachers of the new earth. We are all in this together. So there is no, for me, for me, your free will choice, please. There is no right or wrong. 
there is truth only first always last and everything between truth for what we know to this current now so with that what Cyril was sharing to my knowing as witness and and firsthand <laughs> peaceful non-combatant is bird has spent nominal hours in there with these attempts as have this one my mine was belief of detainment for a couple hours and incarceration for three as there was never anything maintaining neutrality please let's all know spirit must be involved first and foremost and that is truth love and that is truth so whatever they think they're going to do if there's 30 of them 50 of them 9 million of them all with machine guns one man one being one being in front of a tank waving a white flag stops and turns them around remember that yes let's let's always keep that with us no matter what occurs calm prevails okay so if someone requests this being to stop for their emergency need one will do so when one feels it is appropriate where there is public where there are other beings that way the military action is minimized always love wins always every direction and every now does that mean you're not going to be pulled out i don't know if you want to play speculation game please go over there away from this one speculation will get you zero not a nothing every now every now neutrality every now gets you neutrality every now so your love is at the focus your heart you are then present in this now yes i feel you nodding and saying yes yes so with that one would love to hear zero complete his story his telling of his journey and love to you both love to you all mainly living in jolly for this for this uh uh table that we we have it's just i, I get a galactic boner i fucking love it <laughs> this, this is... so let's do that and hear that because i did want to hear the rest of and, it and brother brother bird brother bird has some love to share Cool. Hey there, and and also please, you know, keep in mind here, and 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 through through the years that we all do our baby steps and the sharing and all that stuff, you know, uh, a, a good focus for me was 
you know, stay away from birth certificate, certificate of live birth, things like that, you know, and, and, and thank you, Eagle, for saying that too. It's like, instead of happy birthday, it's happy born day because there never was any such thing as a birth because that's a ship at sea. And my mom was not called the USS Enterprise or the USS Saratoga. <laughs> my mom was, I referred to my mom as mom or Charlotte. And uh, so she's, she wasn't a ship. I wasn't born at sea. I, I was born in, I came out and there we are. Here I am. Uh, birth is a very, in my, I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a vocabule uh, whore, whore or something. I don't really know. But it's, it, these words that we put ourselves in as far as commerce goes, uh, you know, birthday, baloney, no such thing, because we, we've never been at sea. We weren't born at sea, unless, of course, we were on the love boat and we actually, mom had us on something like that or whatever. But um, And then as well there uh, is, you know, we have to stay focused because when, you know, I've heard it said a few times here that the crown owns everything. Well, uh, Bird's going to disagree with you here because the crown doesn't own jack squat. Because everything that they think they own, they have assumed and presumed ownership through their fraud. So if you want your intellectual property, which is your first, middle, and last name, or first name and middle name, uh, you know, much like Cynthia has shared, uh, the first name is, is your name, or, you know, the first appellation, and then the next one is the baptismal appellation, and then the, the last name is a, a, a tribute to your family uh, crest or whatever, uh, whatever. But the thing is, uh, all of this stuff is based on fraud, and so is the Sistake v. Trust, Roman Inferior Trust. All trusts are based on fraud because they use the, the all-caps name on it. So they don't own squat. They don't have any authority. They, they, the only authority that they have is the one that you give them. So just, just say no. You know that was the great one with the fried egg on that commercial back in the '80s. With that was a retired general, by the way, I believe a five-star general uh, showed the egg, and this is your brain. Cracked the egg and in the fry pan and said, "This is your brain on drugs." And then he said, "Just say no." And there was a long pause, and it said, "Just say no to drugs." But that long pause meant, just say no. Just no. Thanks. Have a great day. But no, because you don't. they don't have a trust. They can't access a trust. That money is fictional as well, uh, though they operate by it. But everything that we think that we know is absolute, everything that they operate in is absolute fraud. So let's get our fingers in the dirt and grow gardens and let's love each other. And today I spoke with the Vatican again and uh, Sister Charlotte. Uh, interestingly, that's uh, mom's uh, first appellation as well. Uh, she's out of the office until Monday and uh, Bishop George, he's in and out and wasn't available. And, uh, but I spoke with the gal and I said, uh, well, we, we mailed off the, uh, the letters for Eagle and uh, the bishop received them first, and a week later we mailed them off to the governor, secretary of state, et cetera, FBI. And I said, uh, this is day seven, and no action has been taken, and all of these crimes against peaceful living beings uh, here on Mother Earth need to stop, and they need to stop right now. And she agreed. She said, I agree, right there. Point blank. I agree. These crimes need to stop. And so there we are. That, that's what we have right here, right now. 
you know, and Cynthia too. It's like the people who end up in these situations won't even take the time to write a simple letter. Mm-hmm. And there we are. We are, you know, we're, we're, we're paving a path. Mm-hmm. Uh, People can, well, actually, we're paving the path with grass and trees and berries and all that stuff. Let's do that instead of pavement and asphalt. But we're going to make it so easy for everyone to just say no. And with the help of everyone at these tables, and, you know, the, the years, not wasted, but the years spent chasing our tails looking at birth certificates and certificates of live birth and 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 the, these registration things or whatever, which are all based on fraud, we're now cutting to the chase because none of them have any validity in natural law whatsoever. And we are all natural living beings. Poke your finger if you want with a little needle and see if blood comes out. You're a living being. You're a natural being. The fraud and the the lies don't exist in your world unless you invite them in. So love you all. Uh, I may add more later, but please continue. Yeah. And one final thing from the Eagle is the the thing that I did not complete, and I will now, is when Bird uh, meets one of these uh, minions with their weaponry and all that, they assume and presume you are a combatant of the state. So the first thing he says is love, peace, and abundance to you, my brother, as you see and hear a peaceful non-combatant. How can I help you? How can one help you this now? That puts them on their heels. Yes. As he has shared with me four or five times in his now. He shared with me and he's had troops of them, 20 of them, <laughs> around him. And he was uh, inebriated for the most part. They, he traveled on. Yep. So that is then, yes, that's the past. We, eyes front, forward, that apparently worked. Now, again, the love and everything, there is uh, the existence of vengeance for this one has gone due to the anger of being, you know, shackled, tackled, all that tackled, uh, electrocuted or attempted electrocution, tackled and shackled. That's gone. So there, there cannot be vengeance. It it can't have it. So love, focus, et cetera. Ask if if anyone from the Vatican is listening in and chime in. Are there any of our, Love, brothers, sisters from the Vatican listening in. All need do is press star six and share with us invited them any any moment. Eagle, out for now. Thank you, Sarah. Love you, bro. And Thank you. the other the other gent sharing love you too, bro. Mm. Thank you so much. And I Sarah may I had to step away for a bit, but he might be back. Uh, shortly or already. Uh, so, Sarah, if you are back, just jump back on in. Or if there are any members of the Vatican listening mm-hmm. on this call, please do jump in. Yeah. Because it's all about loving each other and loving our fellow living beings. And that's uh, all any of this is about, is to um, remind each other that 
that's all we're here for is to love and support each other, be there for each other. And uh, we do not mean any harm. Um, Rikim's story was a very good one for an encounter with those characters in their costumes. And he just treated them like his brothers. And in, in time, they recognized that he was a harmless brother. And uh, that's what all of us have done. My encounters were the same, that they were very confused that although I wasn't willing to comply with their rules and you know their demands and all of that, I was not combatant either. I was just saying, look, I, I, I'm not playing with these games, and, uh, but, I, I, but I'm peaceful and I'm loving and I love you. All of that does come go somewhere. I mean, there are many of them that are wounded enough themselves that they will strike out and they will uh, get angry when you don't um, comply to their demands. But ultimately, they most of them will ultimately feel where you're coming from. It does take some time. Um, but uh, all of us that have had those encounters have... Uh, been able to express that we're we're just traveling uh, in peace and love and we mean no harm to any we uh we harm no one we have never knowingly harmed any other and when you make those you know um you share that with the, the those people they start to realize that you're you're not there to do any harm they just struggle with your uh your sort of um, you, you uh, decline to comply with their orders, and that they struggle with because they're used to people just complying, consenting to everything. But when we continue to be peaceful and loving to them, and my experiences were were actually very positive with that. Even the ones, the one that was really angry with me, the first one, <laughs> he just was yelling at me, "License and registration." And he was very angry. And at the end, he he ended up messing his whole, whole day up because he didn't get to go home to play with his kid uh, at a time at four o'clock when he was expecting to finish his shift. It ended up taking him a good hour or more longer than it would do, nor, normally have done. And I said to him, I'm really sorry that you got held up, but this was something I couldn't just you know, comply and consent to your demands because they're, they're not true uh, legal, lawful, they're not, everything you've asked me to do is not what um, you have any right to ask me to do as another living being. And, you know, whatever way I just, you know, explained it all to him, but he kind of softened at the end. And that was very interesting because he was very, very aggressive at the beginning and was very brutal with me in the way of putting handcuffs on as tight as he could to the point that they were digging into my arms and I asked for them to be loosened and he refused and I asked for water and refused and all that sort of thing but at the end you could see that I cared that I cared about him and I think you know it probably might have changed some sort of perspective um that uh you know and I ended up not being going to the court date that he should have been at to do whatever he had to do on his part I wasn't there and then you know nothing actually came of it because I did writing too and that's another thing that seems to be very powerful is the writing that we've all done and um, you know um, my story again is well it shows evidence that or very possible likelihood that what I wrote was enough to make the second lot that were trying to imprison me have to recognise that they couldn't hold me as a living 
living being. So again, all of our stories are, are so beautiful like that. So anyone that wants to jump in here, I know uh, Rikim was going to uh, share something at some point and you know, anyone else that's here and Libby, whatever you've got to share as well is always uh, valuable. Evening, everyone. Oh, yay, Rikim. Hey, how's everyone doing? Well, of course, awesome. how are you doing? You're doing awesome as always. Awesome, as always. As always. Yeah. So I just want to thank everyone for uh, those that have shared at the table so far. Just one moment, please. Thank you. So I want to just thank everyone for their heart stories and bringing them their full selves to the table in this moment. You know, we, a dedication to a table like this, um, whereby we understand the investment in our time is our value is a valuable asset um, that we can uh, deliver to uh, men and women in our lives and help one another empower each other to um, take these bold steps, um, not only externally but mostly internally, which do you know do create a ripple effect through our our cause. And so there's just a couple of tidbits. Um, there was a, a bit of a passage that I wanted to share uh, from uh, Job 32, 19 through 32, 22. And this is not from a religious context, but from a point of view that I feel will resonate with many of us. And that is, behold, my belly as wine hath no vent. It is ready to burst like new bottles. I will speak that I may be refreshed, I will open my lips and answer. Let me not, I pray you, accept any man's person, neither let me give flattery, flattering titles unto man. For I know not to give flattering titles. In doing so, my maker would soon take me away. And so, <clears throat> you know, this is pointing to titles and we recognize the way that titles um, have been utilized by the legality reality to misrepresent itself and also to get us to be confused within our own selves and a lot of times if one hasn't done the work within and doesn't at least know where they stand on the land minimally one is always going to be an effect to another's cause and so I wanted to share this encounter that I experienced and witnessed yesterday um, to um, not only uh, in humility acknowledge that I have an opportunity to, to speak uh, from that truthful place within me uh, more often <laughs> and at every opportunity, but also to acknowledge the inspiration that Amora has provided me in, in her uh, life, which is to uh, really be a billboard, a traveling billboard for the truth of the legal name fraud. And so I, I just saw that I had an opportunity to maybe do something different next time, and I certainly will. But what, what, what transpired yesterday is I went with a couple of brothers here in the area. Um, there, there was an intent to uh, source some down firewood here in the mountains areas for, for the warmth of the bodies during these winters. And we were going to not only secure um, resources for ourselves, but also be able to, you know, pass those along to others that may be in need of firewood that don't have the resources to get to it. 
And so one of the ways that we've heard here is that one could go to the national forest in our backyard and um, access down dead trees that are no longer growing and are no longer rooted and are lying on the forest floor. Um, this does a couple of things. You may have heard of the recent forest fires in the area, but having these down trees, you know, gives uh, quite a bit of good wood for these forest fires to really um, take hold of the land and, and establish its ground um, effectively. So, uh, you know, minimally, if those wood, uh, large trees or, or you know, decomposing uh, trees are not there, it, it can certainly minimize the ability for that fire to really catch, catch you know, largely. So we went to a, a forest, uh, a district forest office, I know, of all things, but once again, I, I feel that I'm being brought around with these uh, two brothers of ours to uh, maybe be able to point out some of the information I've been pointing to uh, through experience so that they have a direct uh, experience and understanding or comprehending what it what has been that I've been pointing to all along. So while we were in this office, uh, we were speaking with the, the lady there who acknowledged that she had this book for another country sitting on her desk. And I said, oh, you planning on taking a trip? And she said, no, no, on a, on a salary like this, I can't afford to hardly do anything. You know, and, I, and she kind of chuckled and I kind of chuckled. And as that happened, um, a large statured man, probably 6'2", two, 2 and change, came walking around the corner um, fully in his, his costume that would represent a, a forest ranger, federal forest ranger. And one of the individuals I was with doesn't really have much of a filter. Um, due to some injuries, he's on some medications and has become unfortunately dependent. And so sometimes things ooze out of his mouth that he's not really consciously aware of. And he pretty much just stated, oh, there's a guy right there you don't want to piss off kind of thing. So as he said that, I turned around because I was engaged with this other woman uh, there. And, and of course, I saw this individual standing there and he said, well, that is all dependent upon the mood that I'm in. And that really caught my attention. And I, and I supposed from my own direct experience in dealing with seven or eight uh, highway patrol men one evening, um, I recognized that my mood is what mattered most. My state of mind is what mattered most. My ability, in spite of the changing moods of others, <laughs> um, was required for me to remain stable and to remain true to myself. And so I kind of took, you know, took that in and I began witnessing uh, this individual, um, this, this character who had this uniform on, and this other individual who uh, carried on to explain the story that as a teenager, he was out with 10 friends zipping through the forest and got caught on these ATVs going in areas that they weren't supposed to go, uh, quote unquote, in the forest. And this officer began to inquire using some open probes about some of the circumstances in which that story might have been a part of. And he quickly denied that part of it. But he did go on to tell another story about uh, a man and a woman who were husband and wife traveling through the national forest in an area, once again, that they weren't supposed to go, and they had been watching them like hawks up on the hill for some time and decided to pursue them. Well, the man and woman traveling on a forest road, gravel road, did not realize that they were being pursued. And he turned around, and you know, there before his eyes, a couple of feet behind him, you know, directly behind his ATV, there stood the lights of a, of a you know, vehicle uh, on you know, pursuing him. 
And so he just decided apparently to drop down a gear and kick in the power band and took off and, and just completely <laughs> sprayed rocks all over the front of this car and broke his windshield. And that set his mood. Okay. So when he finally got his hands, uh, apparently on this man and woman at a dead end, he cuffed the wife and then proceeded to tell us that he told the husband, you know, I'm handcuffing your wife and I'm placing her back in the vehicle. If, and I'm placing her in administrative, uh, under administrative kidnapping. Now these are his own words. And I'm like, I mean, my ears are now like satellite dishes, you know, tuning in in every direction, picking up on all the subtleties of what was being said. And he said, uh, if you should decide to flee uh, and or, uh, you know, leave the scene, he goes, I will make sure that your wife goes down for this as an accomplice to your actions. Um, and she'll be prosecuted to the highest federal laws possible. And Meanwhile, as he was saying this, he's, of course, speaking to this gentleman and this man that I'm with, but he's looking at me the whole time, <laughs> telling the story. And as he was doing this, I basically was communicating telepathically to him that all that he was describing was absolutely against his very own laws that he enforces. And that kidnapping, I don't care what land you stand on, is absolutely unacceptable, particularly holding one against their own will. And so I shared this little story with Burden uh, Eagle this morning and Amora to, to confess to, to, to our brotherhood and sisterhood that I felt that I, I had a missed opportunity. Um, and after hearing Amora's stories uh, and her interactions, what I recognized with her is that she always began with where she stood first and then engaged from that place of truth. And so no matter what moving forward, I, I hope I'll find uh, the ability to effectively communicate that equally with also being able to carry on about my day without, you know, any type of conflict, so to speak. So I'm not scripting this, but I, I'm setting the intent with all of you that my, I, I have no intent to cause harm to anyone. I absolutely am a peaceful inhabitant. I am your brother's keeper and, and my sister's keeper. Um, I absolutely would you know, give anything that is within my reach to another in need of that. Uh, but I, I, it showed me that a couple of things. It showed me that, A, it's re my responsibility to maintain my uh, standing on the land in truth and to communicate that in spite of the circumstances or situation. Um, secondly, um, I also realized that in spite of another's mood, it is fully my responsibility to maintain my own peace of mind and peace of heart and to allow my spirit to guide me with each breath I take and with each step I make. And so I just wanted to kind of share that experience and to let you know that, you know, the beauty of this whole event came when a brother who I've shared our journey of, of legal name fraud with who lives in the area. Um, he has not decided to embrace it. He's not decided to investigate it. He, he recognizes um, why uh, we're choosing this path, although he doesn't agree with it because it makes it awfully difficult for him to get me to engage in his legal realm that he does invest in. Um, but what it did is it actually gave him an opportunity for the very first time to see for himself that legality is utilized inappropriately many times over and all for the wrong reasons. And 
he actually asked me to share this engagement with his partner, his wife, uh, so that she could understand it from this point of view and why the legal name fraud is, is, you know, so, um, I guess, uh, at the surface in our lives and why we do not choose to participate in any use of any legal name other than the one channel that I have remaining <laughs> that helps us along the way from time to time. Um, so that's really my share this evening. Uh, no, no big impact, no big final, you know, fireworks show, but it ultimately was a seed planting opportunity within my own heart. It helped me recognize the value of each of us here at the table and all the contributions uh, that we share from the stories from our heart. And lastly, it uh, showed me that I do have an opportunity to um, perhaps effectively communicate this at, at more opportunities and not withhold it quite as much as I, you know, as I have in certain situations. Obviously, I'm in the middle of the national forest and, you know, there's nowhere to go and there I am. So I was kind of like, well, I'd kind of like, a, you know, better circumstances. But from here on out, I'm just going to say, no, no circumstances at all. I'm just going to communicate these truths and say, hey, do you guys, I'm, you know, obviously you're aware of the wildfires, right? Yeah. You know, well, have you heard about this wildfire that's spreading globally called legal name fraud? You know, so I'm going to start using the environment as a way to point that they may be familiar with and then tie in the legal name fraud and plant that seed and then let them decide what they want to do with it. So I really want to thank everyone for everything that you have brought to our family's lives here um, by, by bringing yourself to this table and giving me a chance to share, um, you know, some of the experiences we've been, and been having here. Brilliant. Wow. Thanks so much for sharing that. That's, that's uh, exactly the type of stories that we're here to, to share. And that's, that's really beautiful. So, yeah. yeah. And Ciro's back. So your timing is perfect. Thank you, Rekiom. <laughs> and Ciro, did you want to jump back in to finish your story? Hey guys. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really have anything further to add. If anyone has questions for me, shoot. But more, it was about your journey to Kansas, too, to finish your story. Unless that part's not relevant to what you want to tell us, but. Well, yeah, that's just uh, that's about a fourteen-hour drive. That's uh, <laughs> with with three kids, uh, very difficult. But it, it wasn't too bad on the way up, but it was tough on the way back. In the rain. Oh. In the rain with those kids, yeah. they didn't. They don't like being in there, but, uh, <laughs> but it was a good time. It, it was a good time. Um, it's a very prosperous area up there in Kansas City. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I just kept on asking myself, where's all this money coming from? And everyone's <laughs> like, Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Interesting. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for being here. And um, is, is there anyone else? Uh, that's got anything to share. I see quite a few different uh, participants here on the on the list here. So if anyone else uh, under twenty two, your mic's open. So if you want to jump in or you want to close your mic, whatever uh, is your need. Oh, we got another one here. Someone on a phone too. So two one zero. You want to that one's opened up. Yeah. We've got all kinds of people jumping in. So, 203 is uh, uh, So 203 or 210, uh, please start speaking and tell us your story. Or close your mic. <laughs> yeah. We just want to give you opportunity to jump in, anyone that's... Yeah. Um, 
here to share. So, okay. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Hey, good. Hey, thanks so much for having the table. I really appreciate it. I listened in last week and I was really, I was really awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for being Great here. energy. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Uh, kind of new to everything. Well, not really new. I've been listening to Kate for about a year and a half now. Um, I guess I have a couple, couple of things I could share. Um, uh, last year I actually had an incident where I had to go to the hospital and I had gotten in a, um, uh, I was taking a jog and I had a, uh, a friend's dog and, uh, another dog was on uh, one of the like adjoining properties there. Anyway, the two dogs got in a scuffle. I had to break up a dog fight. I ended up getting bit, and then I had to go to the hospital. And when I got to the hospital, I didn't have any ID, and I informed them about the legal name fraud and basically the fact that, uh, you know, the the name on the birth certificate I didn't have permission to use, and therefore I was uh, trying to use the Jane Doe 755, which they told me I had to be unconscious to use. At which point I told them, well, you know, I'm going to bleed out anyway, so I'm going to be unconscious sooner or later. And at which point they basically had me um, just write any name. They just told me to give them a name for which they could put on the account, which I told them I didn't have permission to use that, you know, and I went on and on and went on with the Jane Doe, at which point eventually I just ended up putting down a name. And um, at the whenever I had to sign for anything, I just put it was illegal to use a legal name and I was not that person. And they ended up charging it to a, the Delphi account or whatnot. And uh, I went in, I got my x-rays and everything. I got treated or whatnot. And uh, that was pretty much that. And then the other, the other time I was actually, uh, I had to take a bus. And I called Greyhound ahead of time and got permission from them that I did not need an ID to travel. In fact, all I needed was the confirmation number and a password. And I got about halfway through across the country. And then at one point I was denied access to the bus and they had my bag on the bus already. So they took the bag, the bus left and I went to the manager and said, Hey, listen, they wouldn't let me on the bus. At which point he was like, you're gonna have to wait a couple days, this, that, and the third, there's nothing I could do for you. So I asked him, you know, please, could you call the bus at least before they get out? You know, or maybe it just left. So I said, could you call the bus back? So at least I could get my stuff off the bus. So at least I have something to sleep in my sleeping bag and whatnot. And he said he couldn't do that. And uh, basically, he uh, he called the police, and the police came, and I told them that I had permission to ride the bus uh, via permission from Greyhound that I didn't need an ID. And uh, basically, they told me to go outside, and I said I was not going to leave without the bag. And it was funny because the uh, previous gentleman that was on the line was talking about the attitude that you have to have in maintaining your composure. So, uh, you know, maybe I should have just said, Hey, screw it. I'll leave without my stuff. But at the same time, I didn't have any, any clothes or anything to change into. And I would have been pretty cold that night. So I basically said, you know, the place wasn't busy. So I just said, I'll wait here until you guys can call and see if you can return my bags. And they asked me to leave. And, uh, like I said, I didn't want to exactly leave without my belongings. And at the same time, I didn't want to be under the jurisdiction of, hey, you know, following following the orders to leave. So uh, at that point, I was basically apprehended. And uh, 
Uh, yeah, that pretty much ensued. And then uh, I had a short stay. Eventually I was uh, released due to overcrowding, but they had all, I had all of uh, the paperwork with me from um, Kate's writings, the invocation of the uh, Clausula Rebus Extantibus. Uh, I should not legally be named all the paperwork, not to mention all the uh, permissions from Greyhound that I could ride the bus without the ID. And uh, I was released and eventually got back to the uh, station and they gave me a refund for the ticket and I was able to get back home. But uh, yeah. Cool. Thank you. That's interesting, isn't it? The Greyhound thing. We've had a story on that last week. Um, Yeah, I was listening to that. I was going to chime in last week, but I just uh, was kind of just listening in to everybody's stories and whatnot. So, right. Yeah. And it it, it seems to be, uh, it all hinges on those, each other uh, living being that is, you know, is carrying their sort of job as to whether they, decide they're going to let you continue or not even though their script is that you know we have to have a id i mean i traveled the bus just over a year ago from oklahoma to new york and uh, i had to do several sort of like you know stops and changes and whatever and there was only one instant i was asked for a id and i said well i don't have id and uh i said i've got a ticket look (laughs) and luckily there was some other member of the Greyhound uh, employee list and he said oh she's got a ticket that's okay so that was the end of that so it's quite interesting and um, Raytheon made a really good point uh, earlier it's not how that uh, necessarily how the other is uh, uh, feeling about things it's about how are you feeling about it and if you keep your energy up and right then you end up, you know, with better experiences. Not to say that, you know, you didn't, but it seems quite interesting that we all have different experiences with those uh, interactions. And uh, looks like you, you did pretty well in the hospital ultimately, but you ended up getting the treatment and then you ultimately got your refund with the, the bus. So all good experiences at the end, even though they were maybe somewhat inconveniencing along the way. So, yeah, great, great stories. Thank you. Yeah. Every seed that's planted counts, so that's very good. Yeah, you gotta just keep doing it with the paperwork you do have, uh, Kate's work, anything that you have that helps to keep them informed. Uh, good yep. job. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, welcome to the 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 the, the, the table, as we call it, and uh, yeah, we really appreciate you. So thank you. Do you have a call? Likewise. Do you have a Thank call? you. Do you have a calling that you, so we don't have to call you 203? <laughs> um, you can call me Huck. Okay, Huck. We'll be glad to do that. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, Huck. Appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Likewise. Right. Okay. Thanks. Anybody else want to jump in? Um, 210 seem to be wanting to jump in at one point. If you do, jump right ahead. And uh, Wonder 22. Well, they're my close. They don't want to say anything. Yeah. But, uh, just we are get... here to hear people's stories and that's it. <laughs> sharing your stories from the heart. That's what it's all about. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The opportunities. Participants here today too. So it's nice to see so many people. Yeah. In and, uh... Absolutely. Awesome. Appreciate everyone, you know, all of uh, our brothers and sisters that are, you know, walking this path and uh, having these experiences and, uh, yeah, it's been uh, really cool to be 
sharing so much. I feel so honored to be able to uh, meet with so many beautiful people along my journey and uh, have so many amazing experiences and having connections both, you know, in the physical and uh, virtually on, uh, you know, by uh, internet connections and stuff. But uh, wow, what an amazing family we have and what great experiences we've been able to have along the way. I'm, I'm really just so grateful to everyone that I've uh, been able to uh, encounter and have experiences with um, least uh, most, uh, I mean, like really everyone I have, I mean, I seem to be kind of going in and out of so many people's houses lately <laughs> and everyone's just so cool. They're just so welcoming and kind. And I just I can't just express it in a, a way that can actually explain how it's been with everyone that I have uh, shared time with over the last, well, year, more. It's been just absolutely incredible. And uh, I actually... Um, enjoyed a, a little interaction on the phone with uh, our beautiful sister Jules uh, a couple of days ago and it was really great to catch up with her and you know where she's got herself to now and she's you know totally recognizing that growing food and interacting with neighbors she's been knocking on doors of people down the street and chatting to them and you know being willing to share what she's learned about growing vegetables and stuff. And Hey, if you want to help the garden next season, I'm here, call on me. And it's just, it's wonderful what people are doing, you know, to, to try and change the energy because I think that's the biggest thing we can do between us. It's those stories you guys have been sharing this evening. Uh, those seeds that you've planted and, the interactions you're having and the, the feel good. I mean, I just feel so amazing all the time now because everyone I meet, I mean, I, I travel hours, you know, I drove here uh, down to this so-called Florida area last Thursday and it was kind of nice because that Thursday is a day people call Thanksgiving and I, I call every day Thanksgiving day. Uh, but there were less sort of uh, big vehicles on the road and there were cars. And I mean, I just spent the entire time like singing and enjoying like the, the energy of the moment. And I actually put up the Facebook live uh, video thing on because I just wanted to share how, how grateful. And it wasn't because it was Thanksgiving day, so-called. It was just because I really was just zooting with appreciation thankfulness gratefulness whatever you want to call it i just i had to express it and i really still couldn't and i still can't um so just living this uh experience of knowing about this deceit and knowing what has been going on the mere knowing of it is powerful and the ability to share certain experiences and to express oneself through writing um that's a massive thing for me and i appreciate everyone that's sharing that uh with those so-called authorities to express themselves like cynthia said why can't we just write letters because this from our few experiences that we've talked about my experience alone i just shared with the so-called state secretary of new york that 
I, I, I claim my body, my DNA, I claim my soul, my pure beingness through certain handwritten documents seems to have made a big difference. Zero seems to have made a big difference. Eagle, spirit eagle, that beautiful sharing that you gave, shared with us last week from such heart sharing. Absolutely, the depth of your letter. Oh my, mm -hmm. beautiful. absolutely beautiful. And then he shared it, you know, like um, they were just mentioning him and Bird uh, sharing with the Vatican and, 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 you know, emailing it to anyone that really needs to hear this, that we're just here to enjoy this experience on this, on this earth and to interact with it, to share the creation of this earth. And that's what, you know, several of us are really looking to do from here on. We're creating these possibilities more and more. We're creating in our visions and our hearts and minds what we'd like to do and, and interacting with the earth, with the, the nature. And it feels the right route that this um, becoming connected more and more with this earth nature this earth mother and to utilize what has been provided to us to sustain our physical bodies and whatever way we can do that and shelters and and create whatever we need yeah there's so many and the other thing i have had to acknowledge is the the really brilliant parts of the system and what's available out there Okay, at the moment we're having to exchange it with these so-called FRNs to, to, you know, exchange. I'm really, really hopeful and I have this vision of, us, like we talked about the um, freedom cells. Groups dotted around all over, the, all over the planet that are living with the land, with, with creation, with nature, that we can... Um, create materials, foods to share amongst ourselves. But meanwhile, utilizing what materials there are out there to build with and to uh, grow and all that sort of stuff. I've got to appreciate, I mean, there are a lot of parts of the system that are brilliant. I mean, a lot, it's just the commerce that gets attached to it. That's the problem. I, mean, I was talking to my friends that I was staying with the last few days same recognition it's the commerce that's the problem when we interchange and exchange and and uh, do trade between our living selves there's no problems there the greed is the is the thing the issue with the commerce the greed the extortion from the system of the system from us we can see the problems but when we go back and we interact with our earth mother and we learn what is available out there like Libby you can talk about how you can feed yourself if you become aware of what's available to you absolutely and there's I mean you know pine needles are edible I mean I've certainly got lots of pine needles around here as your spruce I mean just because stuff may not be growing from the ground the trees can still give us a lot of food and then beyond that just the elements in the air you know we still have a ways to get there but um 
So the fear of not having food is something that's been inculcated in us, but in fact, there's so much available just by taking good conscious breaths. And and then also finding things you like to create so that you can exchange. I've been going to markets. I'm not making a large amount of money, but I am making exchanges. And that's even better. Well, it's not better in the system where you do have rent to pay and internet and all these other things. Mm. But ultimately, it's the goal, isn't it? To exchange all the things we need. It is. And it's also a really nice way of socializing with people. And um, so I'm loving doing markets now. And um, so I, I encourage people to find things that they can, that, that they do like to do, and that they can trade with, you know, because it is a currency. It's a form of currency that just is getting more and more recognized, especially by other vendors, because they too are living usually from hand to mouth. And um, so they say, oh, well, if I can do this, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, you know. It exchanges the way of the future without money. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And I'm very much looking forward to being in an area where there's people like that around. And there are, you know, farmers markets and such where we can do these exchanges and to be in areas where there's a lot of artistry and people that are, you know, artistic and creating things to share. Yeah. And that you said that interaction with the people is beautiful. And you know, the more and more you interact with and you appreciate, the more and more those beautiful people seem to keep popping up. Absolutely. And and you know, you're saying how happy and thankful you are. You know, sweet Charlie, you are such a happy person. It's not a surprise to me that you're <laughs> running into happy people because it's a vibration you put out. And actually, my roommate and I were talking about that, how wonderful it is to go out into the world with a, a loving presence yeah. because everything changes. And if there's a momentary thought of negative, it's almost as if the veils come back down and you have to really be aware. Oh, I had a thought. I had a thing. Something reacted in here. Let's change that around again. And in a moment, you change yourself. Mm. You know, changes the people around you change and it's it's just to be aware that you are responsible for your well-being we create it we create a reality and yeah more it it becomes more and more evident the more and more you experience it and you actually you notice it happening the more and more it happens oh yeah it's like magic yeah (laughs) it's magic it is i just i mean again it's it's just i don't know i mean i can't stop going on about it because i i just can't stop being so grateful for meeting these really awesomely cool brilliant beautiful people and you know my i can i know i spent most of the summer with with star star sheila just to be in that environment and you know just to have the the welcoming spirit there and then i went over to um, Tucson and I stayed with my beautiful friend Anna Barbara Anna <laughs> she I mean we had such a great time you know and to 
spend a couple of weeks there. We'd never been, you know, hang out in the physical ever before and lots of interaction online, but never in the physical it was great every moment. And it went both ways. It was fantastic. And then I came back and then... Oh, no, you went to Bird and Eagle. <laughs> and I went to Bird and Eagle while I was up there. And that was like fantastic. And they created like, you know, eagles. We were sort of like, well, how am I going to get there? And next thing, boom, the, the manifestation of the, the perfect idea of how to transport my physical body there and hang out with them. And that was absolutely beautiful. Uh, I mean, it, it, unfortunately it wasn't long enough, but it was, it was, it was every moment was magical to be there and hang out with, with, you know, brothers that I've been able to interact with for a long time, but n- never in the physical. And that was just like wonderful. And then, to come back and, and then, yeah. then I met a bunch of people I'd never encountered before in New Orleans and they're all like super cool. This place was absolutely flipping amazing to stay in. And it's beautiful, really low cost, amazing people, just so cool and nice. And I just had the most brilliant time there as well. And then back, Star comes and picked me up in the middle of the night because <laughs> <laughs> the train arrived like at three in the morning or something and you know it's just like went on and on and then i go over and i meet my dis- tribe yeah and reiki um, and Mela, jacob and raquel i mean like these guys are just amazing i mean beyond amazing and we traveled thousands of miles together it's like we were just old souls that we just had done this loads of times before and now we're doing it in modern times and Thousand, thousand of mine. We climbed up and down ultimate. I mean, I don't know how many steep hills. The kids just got on with it. I mean, it just was amazing. And then I get my car and I drive. What was it? Seven hundred something miles or something down to here, and it just was the most beautiful trip. I just was elated the whole way. And people, are like, oh, how can you drive eleven hours? That's terrible. That's really awful and boring. I'm like, just brilliant. It's so much fun. <laughs> Just like cool. Then I arrive and my friends were like not doing well, but they had uh, some sort of bug. But they, but then a couple of days they were fine again, and oh, it was just brilliant. They're just so beautiful. And uh, then then I arrive here, and uh, a couple of hours later, Andy arrives. I'm like, yeah, you're back, and I'm yeah, I'm back. And then I saw Annette briefly there, and it's just like they're just so cool. These people, they're so flipping awesome. So. Yeah, I'm sorry, I can't stop going on about it. But. Well, you, and you know what? You don't want to because your joy reverberates through this etheric energy and lifts everybody who may be listening and we're listening in the future. And then they start to see, well, wait, it is really a state of mind. It is how you think it is, how you behave. Yes. And that affects your next moment and this moment. And and how important, even as Raytheon sees it, every opportunity you can have to plant a seed, plant it. That's and, right. Um, and do it with love. And if it's not wanting to be heard, that's okay. You can see that right away. And you just still love whoever you're interacting with. That's it's right. pretty amazing how it unfolds. Absolutely. It's absolutely uh, phenomenally wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. yeah. It just is so flipping brilliant really is so if there's anybody else has got anything to yeah we have about five minutes show left sitting on out here we probably heard some good music if not but yes. does anybody else want to jump in uh before we turn to music and oh before anybody does that but or even if as you jump in i do want to thank yet again 
all the people that have been proxies to us, any one of us, who may be unknown to us, that anybody that helps you get the internet or gets a PayPal cash for you or does anything that's part of the system, we want to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, because really without you, none of this would be possible. The system still does require quite a few hoops to jump through if you want things from it. And again, without you, we would not be able to have done what we're doing. So thank you, everybody. No matter how small or big your contributions have been, it's been very, very important to all of us. Indeed, indeed, absolutely. And that's a really important one. So thank you. Thank you to everyone. We have two ten that might be trying to jump in here. You're open to my Hi, my name is Dion. I'm, I'm, I'm known as Divinity, and I just wanted to say hi and that I'm learning so much, and I'm just really grateful to be here tonight. Oh, Divinity, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. We're so glad to have you with us. I'm really glad. I'm a, I'm, a dear, I'm a dear friend of truth. Of, oh, good. Truth. I think she just mentioned your name at one point. So, yay, Divinity. <laughs> I'm really, really glad to be here. Awesome. Glad to have you. Thank you. Great. Cool. That's a good good time to jump in and uh, welcome to the family and um, we'll probably catch you again next week or whenever. So absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So all good stuff. All right then. So uh, we'll say thank you to everyone. With great appreciation. And uh, yeah. We'll uh, catch you all same time, same place next week. Thank you, Charlie. You're welcome, welcome, welcome all. Everybody, we love you.
Yeah.